podcast on the net that reads comic books while watching movies about giant mutant ants and still feels justified questioning Interstellar's logic. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And we have another massive show today. A lot to get to. We're going to be uh, doing our movie roulette as always and we're going to be wrapping up our best of horror segment and I think we chose the best years possible to go out on our best of horror because there's a lot oh yes there is and i'm sure that years is just overloaded there were so many things where i was like you this is uh, eugene's is going to go off (laughs) yeah i honestly yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna breeze through a lot of them because there's so many and then even when we touch on pre-74 i actually i just i finally stopped i'm like this is ridiculous just stop now I, I did too. I just started listing directors and studio companies to go check out, and I figured, you know, maybe that'll make a, a segment for next Halloween. We'll we'll go. We'll deal with that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start with the roulette. Last okay. uh, episode, we had Buck Wild versus Chasing Ice, and oh boy, what 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 wondrous things we have watched and picked to watch. Oh yes. Um, so I'm going to go first because for the first time, somebody is exercising the mulligan. I watched the first 30 minutes of Buck Wild and from the first five minutes in, I was watching the clock. I couldn't wait to turn this piece of crap off. I hate it. I hated it. And no idea where you'd come out on it because you like some crap that I hate. <laughs> so, especially when it comes to comedy horror, I, I don't... I, we we don't always line up. Uh, very often we do not. do not. So, yeah. you might still want to give it a shot. I hated every second of it. I didn't, I didn't laugh once. I didn't even smile. I just sat there seething about how much I hated it. <laughs> um, and so, for my... Uh, one of my next picks, I decided to go with Dead Within. Which I should probably bring up the info about. Eh, sorry. No, while you're doing that, I'll just say I, I actually watched this as well. Uh, okay. So that, so that we both have an opinion on this particular movie. Okay, this is from 2014. Six months after the outbreak, a man and woman have survived by isolating themselves in a remote cabin. Starved for resources, they must confront the horrors that threaten them from outside and from within. And I'm going to go full spoiler on this one because it's a thumbs down for me please do Um, yeah uh save anybody from watching this (laughs) (laughs) well it wasn't the worst thing ever you know i've seen much much worse but it was kind of frustrating because i thought through the bulk of it they were perpetuating uh an idea that um could have maybe Am I reading too much into it where I'm going, 
is there really an outbreak or is he just keeping this woman trapped in this cabin because she never left the cabin? He would go out daily for supplies and come back and tell her about all the horrors. And uh, then it's constantly intercut with all of these flashbacks to where they were meeting with this couple and then they killed the couple. And and you're going, hmm. Uh, you know, like they're constantly, I, I, at least I took it that way, that they're... they're um, trying to make the viewer question whether there was an outbreak or an event at all and that she was just being misled by this crazy psycho boyfriend to stay in the cabin. So the whole time, that's one of the reasons I stuck with it all the way to the end. I was like, okay, I got to see how this ends. Was there really an outbreak? You know, every time they open the door, you hear this, these crazy animal noises and stuff. And uh, is she just nuts or was there, I, I still can't even fully tell you. I think there was an outbreak, but I, I honestly, I don't know. And I, I, I don't know what happened in this movie. <laughs> yeah. When, but that's why, one of the reasons I wanted you to watch it because I honestly, it was not a trick, uh, thing. Uh-huh. I wasn't trying to trick you into wasting your time. I, I honestly thought that you would probably, this is one that I could imagine you liking or saying gem in the rough. And, and so that's why I was like, give it a shot. Cause you need to maybe explain to me what happened there at the end. Um, they, they were so dicey with, uh, the blackness that was taking over these people, and they turn into zombies, maybe, or you stab them, and their their blood is black, and but they never leave the cabin, so you don't know what's going on outside the door. Yeah, is everything that he's saying complete crap, or is it real? Um, but and then also too, every now and then they would have a really creepy shot, you know, at the baby thing coming up and turning black eyed and wide mouth and attacking and then it's a dream and it's not a dream and uh it was just very confusing (laughs) to tell what was real what wasn't and again i say i did not um say that you should watch it to waste your time i really thought you might actually really like this movie and in, in either in either case could did you understand any more of it than i did yeah, well, I here's how I took it, and I gave it a, a gigantic thumbs down. Having said that, I know why you why you bring up the fact that you know I should watch it because I am so sporadic with my horror movies. Because uh, you know, I'm going to hit on a couple that I have recently watched since our last podcast that are utter crap, but I I adore, I love, and so it's you know horror is so subjective, and it just it's sometimes all in tone, and for some reason I loathed. I gave it a half of a star. Um, oh, so, wow. Oh, I hated this thing. Uh, my little synopsis here is terrible, just terrible. Two people that I loathe are trapped in a cabin after a plague wipes out the world. They fight and talk to an unseen person on a walkie-talkie. Then loud noises happen. Then horrible woman... I hated her. Then horrible woman starts, <laughs> starts going crazy. Then guy has black eyes or something. Then it ends. A typical direct-to-Netflix piece of nearly unwatchable trash. <laughs> And that's I, totally fine. I, yeah. You're not. It doesn't bother yeah. me. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think that a plague did happen, and I think that she, that they were both slowly being infected, and uh, then I, whatever he gets. But at killed. the end, where she turns against him, and uh, they keep changing the effect. His blood was red, and then it was black, and then it was red, and then it was black. And even yeah. at the end where she's out in the field with the knife, it would change from black to red. Yeah. So I, I was wondering if they were saying the thing that, no, they were both just crazy and there was nothing wrong with the world. I don't know. They never really answered it. Yeah. It's it's another one where there's a seed of a good idea. There's so many of these quick cheapies that drop on the Netflix that have a cool cover or a, a cool synopsis. There's a seed of a good idea, but it's just executed so poorly and it's just like you got a high def camera and that's about it. And 
couple thousand bucks because it two people in a cabin. It's low budget. Yeah, um, it is. I thought it was fairly okay shot though. I mean, yeah, it, it was okay shot. It wasn't yeah. like Asylum or something. no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. So, but I. It, you know, it would have helped a little bit had I somewhat liked the two lead characters, but I didn't. Especially her. I she was the person we're supposed to sort of be rooting for, I think, and I I hated her. Yeah. So. I agree, and <laughs> I, I think at about five minutes we've spent more than enough time talking about that movie. Yep. <laughs> uh, resounding thumbs down from both of us. Yes. Um, Chasing Ice. Chasing Ice. I was immediately hooked, and I couldn't stop watching it. In fact. My only complaint about this movie was it should have been longer. I could have easily watched that for two whole hours. Um, and it's not just because I do... It, it's about... This is about the uh, the polar caps melting, and scientists are... They, they go on this expedition to set up all these cameras to take uh, time-lapse photography to show you just what is happening as physical proof, like that your eyes can see, not just statistics on paper... And uh, what they go through to actually set the cameras up and the, the trial and error to do this and the years that it took. And then the footage that they actually captured uh, is inc- it's in- it's incredible. Even if you're a strong, no, there is no such thing as global warming. There is no such thing as climate change. Um, it's There's there's proof that something is happening, either right. uh, whatever. Um, but there's a money shot in there that... that you couldn't even duplicate with special effects that they were, they go they go to this place in the hopes that they're going to see it's called a calving and that's where a piece of a glacier breaks off and uh it happens and it's the size of Manhattan when this happens and you you can't believe it until you see it you're like oh my lord and it's just all of a sudden it's just like this it's like a city of ice just crumbles and starts to explode and it's oh, it's amazing. It's worth watching just for that scene alone. But it is scary uh, to see the time lapse footage of only a couple of years versus versus where they think that you know it used to be. Then you see how it's er- eroding after only a couple of years, and, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but a lot of the movie was dealt with setting the cameras up and them you know getting there. So it's not like you know hammering home climate change, climate change. It's, it's about that, yes, but it's more of a, I don't want to say adventure, but it is kind of, you know, these guys getting together and trying to do this thing. So, huge thumbs up. I believe that this movie actually played at the Sarasota Film Festival when I was there. I didn't have a chance to watch it, though, but, but the cover looked, the poster looked really cool, and huge thumbs up. It, uh, you should watch it. I think that you'd really, really like it. Oh, I'm I'm on a total documentary kick, and we will get into that and in recently watched. Okay. Uh, but I will definitely be watching this one. But there were a couple yeah. others that snagged my attention that I wanted to watch. And since I knew you were going to be watching this one, I figured I'd just wait and push that one down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though I know it's something that eventually I'm planning on, on watching. After seeing the trailer, I thought it looked great. So. Yeah. And again, it's 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 not that long of a movie. Uh, which I think that it should have been a little bit more fleshed out. That's the only thing that I really can find uh, a whole lot of complaint about is that they could mm-hmm. have gone even more. But you know, it it doesn't get too heavy political. Uh, it just it stays with as much a fact facts as they can. And uh, you know, science it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. Uh, I will definitely be back with a review for that probably in the next episode. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next. Round and again, we're doing a blind roulette. I believe that's what we agreed on. Yes. Yep. I, okay. Oh yeah. Um, and 
as I was watching the first 30 minutes of Buck Wild, it, it really uh, hit home to me that this was only on my roulette wheel because you wanted me to clean your queue. So <laughs> in the same spirit, I have brought to you a clean my queue list. Oh! So you will get to be watching one of these gems so that I may or may not. <laughs> um, and some of these are being recycled because... That's fair game. And oh, yeah, it is. It totally needs to be on the list. Agreed. Yep. Um, so many of these we've talked about. First up is The Last Days from 2013. A mysterious epidemic spreads across the planet. Humanity develops an irrational fear of open spaces that causes instant death. Um, what's the runtime run on it? Hour 40. Okay, that's another thing that, honestly, that's another thing that we should almost include. Because sometimes that that... that tends to be a deciding factor is if if it's a, a questionable movie and it's it's two hours and 15 minutes eh. <laughs> I, I agree and I usually aim for under two yeah um, but we'll, we should start naming it up front uh, next is from 2013 it's an hour and a half uh, grand piano moments before his comeback performance a concert pianist who suffers from stage fright discovers a note written on his music sheet and this trailer looked very much like a phone booth. Oh, but okay. With a guy giving a concert performance, and it stars Elijah Wood, John Cusack, and it's I've read a, a few uh, good reviews for that, so I don't think that one's too hard, to, uh, too much of a sell. Uh, next we have Sadako. I'm, I'm throwing horror in for you. Okay. Uh, Ninety minutes. Uh, again, this is the Ring Four, uh, more or less. Spiteful ghost of Sadako, murdered woman whose body was thrown down a well, reaches uh, out through the internet searching for a host in order to live again. Good luck. <laughs> in case you don't like all of my uh, other stuff, at least you have a horror to fall back on. Yes. Um, this one's an hour 42 from 2011 called The Hunter. Martin, a mercenary, is sent from Europe by a mysterious biotech company to the Tasmanian wilderness on a hunt for the last Tasmanian tiger to try and get a DNA sample. Um, and this stars Willem Dafoe, Sam Neill. Uh, this is an independent kind of arty project. I actually watched like the first 30, but then I haven't finished it. It was very um, well done, the parts that I had seen so far. But I just haven't got around to finishing it. Another one to get off my queue. Okay. Um Next is one that I thought might entice you, and one of us needs to watch this movie just because of how much we loved the first one. Uh, this is from 2007, hour 45, called City of Men. This is a sequel to... Um, oh, yeah. What was it? We saw it in the theater, City of... City of God. City oh. of God, yes. Yeah. Best Ooh, Buddies, yeah. unpronounceable name one and two, turn about to turn 18, discover things about their missing father's past which will shatter their solid friendship in the middle of war between rival drug gangs from Rio's favelas. Um, so I, I'd never heard a lot about it. I, obviously it didn't get the accolades that City of God did, at least I don't yeah. think. And City of God is like one of those super easy tens. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep, agreed. Um, so I think one of us should watch that, especially yep, considering the uh, how we saw the original. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a story in and of itself. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, um, next one is two hours long. Out of the furnace from tw 2013. Which we ah, discussed. Th throwing that one in there, huh? Yeah. Why not? And I got one more. I'm just giving you a variety of, wow, of from yeah. my queue. So 
Because I, I, you know, because you made me watch 30 minutes of that piece of shit. <laughs> uh, from 2013, hour 45, After the Dark. This is that post-apocalyptic one that was thrown into one of our roulettes in the last yes, couple of weeks. that's right, yep. At an international school in Jakarta, a philosophy teacher challenges his class of 20 graduating seniors to choose which 10 of them would take shelter underground and reboot the human race in the event of a nuclear apocalypse. So there you go. That's all of them. Seven. Seven picks. Wow. That, I'll tell you what, I haven't seen any of those, and a lot of them sound really good. Um, man, that's tough. Uh, I think that The Hunter is going to be number one, because uh, I've, I've been wanting to watch that one. Um, well, I only watched the first 30, and it was a little slow, but I was really into it, and it was just, the only reason I stopped is that I would just something came up, I had to do something else, and then I was kind of like, eh, it's kind of drama, I'm not really in the mood for that at the moment. Yeah. Uh, number two is Out of the Furnace, and number three for me is going to be After the Dark. But honestly, all of those are, I'm impressed, those are all movies that I would be very up for, uh, that Sadako, yeah, that's, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, I watched 30 minutes of Buck Wild. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's getting thrown back in again. Yeah. You can bet on it. I, I, one of the reasons I took Buck Wild is I was fairly sure I'd hate it, and my God, I, uh. and you might you might want to give Buck Wild a shot because, yeah. hey man, hey you like Dead and Breakfast and yeah. you like uh, Cabin Fever, and you might be rolling tears of laughter from the very get go. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I didn't even so much as smile. I oh. I, <laughs> One of those from the first five minutes, you know, I'm gonna. Hate, oh yeah, I'm gonna yep. hate. There this. are certain there are certain movies that you just know immediately. You're like, oh no. <laughs> yep, and Netflix has a bunch of them. And you threw it at me, so yes, I go. did. Yep. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I I'm pretty excited about that list of movies there. That's uh, and there's a, actually and even if I really like the hunter, I might actually still go through with uh, if I have time. Go through a couple of the other ones. We'll see if I have. And if I have you, time. you are going to be seeing these again. These will keep coming up until one of us watches them. Yes, which so. is good because that's a good list there. Yeah. Mine, mine. On the other hand, oh god, here we go <laughs> again. Uh, now some of these are actually on my queue, and then some of them are um, just that might be good. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> so I just it's this is really helping because Buckwall. I can promise you, I'm probably not going to watch that movie. Oh, you should. It's comedy horror. I mean, you might, and we never line up, so you might love it. Yeah. Uh, well, now American Wolf <laughs> in London. That, that Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, the ones that are highly rated uh, generally among everyone. Yeah. We tend to yeah. agree on. <laughs> uh, Hobo with a shotgun. Oh, yeah. not that's a miss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, for okay, my movies. Uh, first one is one that just popped up on Netflix. Uh, another one that sounded okay, and all of these I do a quick scan on horror site reviews or review sites in general, just to see kind of what the consensus is. And this one here, a, a lot of these, the, the newer ones that I've got on my list here, get some favorable reviews, so we shall see. Um, this one here is called Come Back to Me. Uh, Sarah and Josh are married suburbanites. After a car accident, Sarah suffers blackouts and ends up pregnant though Josh is sterile. As her life spirals, she hides a camera in her home and unlocks a horrific secret with far-reaching consequences. And uh, the don't watch the trailer uh, because the trailer gives away what 
really looks like a very. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick that movie. So you can move right on. From okay. The trailer. Okay. Uh, it's uh, pr- pregnant people again, crying babies. No, I'm out. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And oh, and that was 90 minutes. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up is a movie called Barricade. Uh, a father's quiet retreat to the woods with his two children turns into a fight for survival. It's PG-13, only 82 minutes long. I, I started watching this, and I, I, I think there was just the timing wasn't right for me to really get going on a movie, so I didn't quit. So it was only the beginning. The kids, I believe, are teenagers, I think. Um, it, was, it looked like it was fairly competently shot, and I, I want to say that WWE Productions produced the thing. And having said that, not that they're banging out great stuff, it's not like this is going to be a no-name direct to Netflix. I, Net- no, I don't think of the WWE thing as a negative right off the bat. They, they've yeah. made some movies that I've enjoyed. On yeah, a, you know, kind of some so dumb it's fun kind of level. Yeah, uh, the, so and, the the cover for that doesn't give a lot of hope. But no, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, but anyway, it's it's eighty-two minutes long, PG thirteen, so it's going to be probably fairly easy going. Yeah stuff, uh, but it's one that, that's on my list, and that's one that I've been wanting to, to knock off the list, but I just haven't got around to it. Uh, next one is, uh, and this one here, I think I threw your way, way in the beginning of Roulette. I'm gonna toss it back there, because sometimes someone's gonna watch it. 2012, <laughs> the, the Butcher Boys. Uh, 85, 86 minutes, a gut-wrenching, non-stop roller coaster ride through the hellish underbelly of inner-city America. A birthday celebration at an upscale restaurant uh, sets in motion events that bring Sissy, her brother Mikey, and friends Kenny and Barbie, ha ha ha, face to face with the macabre world of the Bones Boys. Inspired by Jonathan Swift's cannibalistic tale, A Modest Proposal, the Bone Boys are international predators who deal in human flesh, dead or alive. Their hunting grounds are the cities of the world. Eh, it sounded kind of good. And the writer of that was the writer of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Kim Henkel. So, eh, you know, that's something. Uh, mm. Next up uh, is a very, very old movie from 1973. Uh, old-ish. Uh, 84 minutes long movie called The Baby. <laughs> oh, no. A social worker who recently lost her husband investigates a strange, the strange Wadsworth family. The Wadsworths might not seem too unusual to hear about them at first, considering, consisting of... Uh, the mother, two grown daughters, and a diaper-clad, bottle-sucking baby. The problem is the baby is 21 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I actually saw a trailer for this movie. Okay. Uh, in a grindhouse kind of uh, capacity. All right, yeah. It came up in one of those... One of those uh, uh, well, Netflix has a few of these uh, quote-unquote movies that are just a collection of grindhouse trailers, and I think I saw that in there. Okay, well... Ugh, that's funny. So that's well, some... I'll tell you right now, that might be the leader. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, it sounds so bizarre. And it's... it's Even if the movie kind of sucks, I have a feeling that uh, the the oldness of it might make it quirky enough to enjoy, if that makes sense. What's really bad is that the IMDb rating of that movie is higher than every other movie you've listed so far. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Of course it is. Of yeah. course. Okay, so... Uh, next up is a movie called The Nun, you see. <laughs> um, there it is. Uh, what year? Louis, I have four two, of them. 2005, it's 101 minutes. Director Luis de la Madrid, you see. Uh, 
Years after graduation, the alumni of a girls' Catholic school are terrorized by the ghost of a sadistic nun from their high school days. That just sounds like something that's right up my alley. Uh, it actually, that's a pretty cool cover. No, yeah, I know. Not all water is holy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it sounds like it's a, a Spanish movie. Um, it's because there was... Yeah. Like, so La I thought that sounded, Yeah, that sounded <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, and then I'm going to throw another one back your way uh, because it's going to get a Blu-ray release, and I'm like, eh, from Scream Factory. So I'm like, eh, I should throw this back on there because one of us should watch it, and that is the timeless classic known as Frogs. <laughs> you see. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Um, oh, I started watching that movie. I didn't finish it. How far did you get? Oh, uh, maybe tw- 20, 30 minutes. I, okay. But it was a time thing. That's, that's okay. the only reason I stopped. Okay. I, I was... I couldn't take my eyes off a young Sam Elliott because I've never seen a young Sam Elliott before. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. was fascinating to watch. I have a feeling, I'm not going to even read the synopsis, it's just probably about killer yeah, frogs. Yeah, it's from so 1970s you... and it's called Frogs. There you go. So, that's there you go. So there you go. That's the... Uh, uh, that's... I'm going to take Frogs. Are you really going to... Oh, Frogs, okay. I mean, this is a pile of horror again, man. Uh, just... the... I'll take the Frogs and the Nun and the Baby. Um, the 21 year old baby I think that sounds hilarious that is, that is and I might ugh, that, that one might it's probably going to get added anyway just because okay. I think I, I might need to check that one off the list yeah because uh, yeah. that sounds like something that's so um, strange and weird a cinema soft underbelly if you will yes that you yes. should have that you should have seen it or seen an, yeah. an opinion of it agreed agreed so um, I will probably add that one as well but uh, yeah I'll take I'll take frogs I'll dive on that one I'm in I, I'm um, this always happens after horror month. Like I watch a ton of horror and then I kind of drift into uh mystery science theater for a while. And, oh, okay. Cause yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a fun way to watch some of those, uh, old black and white horror movies, which we will yeah. get too soon. Yes. And, uh, and actually this was going to be, I planned, this is going to be my last horror for at least a couple of weeks. I might throw one or two choices in there for a roulette, but I'm gonna get off a of horror now that now that uh, we're after this episode we're gonna be kind of done with our huge horrorathon. Right. So, uh, That's fine. I don't I don't mind having a bunch of horror, but it's sort of like eh, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Can yeah. We, so after this is gonna be, and I'm guessing Frogs is more. Uh, like I said, I think I maybe watched the first thirty minutes, and it was very mystery science theater seven gotcha. frogs. So I was like, ah, eh, all right. Yeah. But I'll give it a shot, and I'll report back next episode and let you know. All right. And with that, we'll move into our uh, Best of Horror segment. Now, this episode, we're going to be wrapping it up. So first of all, we're going to do Best of Horror from 79 to 83, and that will wrap up everything from two from 1974 through 2014. Um, and then after that, we'll touch on stuff that came before a little bit, but I think the older stuff we're going to save for maybe next Halloween. Because yeah. it is going to be time to move into our Christmas movies. So. Yep. Uh, okay, I'm going to start right off the bat with 1979 because I want 1979. Okay. It's the year I was born, and I it's a great year for cinema. It is. And it was a good year for horror, too. Uh, of course, the biggie is Alien. Yep, of course. Fantastic movie. Still love it. Love Ridley Scott. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, a lot of these I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because they're so well known. Um, 
Next, I have the Amityville Horror, which I just listened to a uh, started listening to a podcast called "How Is This Movie" that the Cinema Sidekicks recommended, and it was a little shaky getting started, but they got their legs fairly quick, and some of their episodes are fantastic. And he did a great episode on on the Amityville Horror series that you should listen to. Okay, um, uh, a, a lot of sound clips of the real family and stuff, the news stories. It was sweet. Oh, cool. Great movie, though. I have a lot of fond memories of watching that in my parents' basement with the sound almost on mute, and it's still scaring the crap out of me. Yeah, and I'll tell you, that movie, I think, still holds up. It's still creepy. I have it on Blu-ray, and it still is a creepy movie. I think I still have it on VHS, and I haven't watched it in many years. Uh, But that's uh, because the movie is so creepy. Yeah. Um, And Okay, next I have, uh, from Cronenberg, The Brood. Yep, you remember got this that movie? one. Oh yeah, I, I got that on my list. I love this era of Cronenberg that we're. I, yeah, I, love I know. I even agree. even like the Brood, which is would be subpar Cronenberg, is still like a totally watchable movie. Yes, it is. And then lastly, I have Phantasm, a movie that I've seen once and can't remember, but I I remember liking it and got to throw it on there. That's a series that I would I need to sit down and watch all of them, but they're not available or I can't find them. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Phantasm 2 is available on Blu-ray from Scream Factory, but none of the other ones uh, have been released thus far. And they, they have DVD releases, but um, the first one is great. Uh, the second one is almost as good, and then from there, things start to go south real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, Okay, uh, that's all I have for 79. Okay, I've got a couple here. Um, I'm not going to spend much time on them. These are going to be more soft, underbelly-type stuff. Beyond the Darkness... Um, Italian splatter movie, really cool. I saw it on VHS, and I've been a fan of it ever since. Um, Buried Alive, another Italian splatter movie. Killer Fish, and the Killer Fish is one that I think you would really dig. Actually, my wife and I watched it, and she was fairly impressed with it. And this is an Italian... It's not wow. a horror movie. It's, it's, an Itali- it's an Italian grindhousey type thing. Piranhas are involved. And Lee Majors is the main star. And... Um, it was cool. I, I mean, I if she liked it, I know you'd like it because she was like, "That was bad." I love Lee Majors and I like Killer Fish, so that yeah. sounds like a perfect combination. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, and then um, there's two left. One I can't believe that you missed, and the other one I'm guessing you haven't seen. One of them is called Zombie Holocaust. I've talked about that on my show, and it's fantastic. It's they use the same sets that uh, that the other movie I'm going to be bringing up. Used. They're like literally the same sets, and that would be Lucio Fulci's zombie. Come on, man. Yeah. Zombie. Zombie? 79. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I totally missed that one. That was my bad. I, I would have added that one all, all the Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Zombie Holocaust. And I spent uh, quite a bit on Zombie Holocaust and, and Fulci's zombie on my own show. Yeah, so. and there's a lot of Italian splatter coming up that you've spent a lot of time on your show on. Yeah. And there was a, there's a lot coming up that... Uh, of movies that I recognized and some that I've even seen, I didn't add because I was like, eh, thumbs, you know, I, it's not, we're not naming every horror movie we're yeah, I know. seen. It's, it's about the ones we like and the honorable mentions. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. 1980. Okay. Which for 1980. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, and I yeah, bet for... you've got probably 20. <laughs> 81 is my big year. That's, oh, jeez, yeah. there's a ton on 81. Okay, for 1980, I've got 
And I actually some some I there I could have added more movies to my list, but I'm like it's going to get out of hand, so <laughs> I tried to pick the ones that I liked the most uh, out okay. of these. Uh okay, so first up is Altered States. That I is, haven't seen that. I oh, hear people man. talk about it all the time, but I have not got around to watching that. Oh, you'd like it. Yeah, I know. that's bizarre. I, I have like like William Hurton or John Hurt, one of the Hurts. Yes, yes. Uh, I need yes. to see that. It's weird, but uh, <laughs> good movie. Uh, next up is uh, a creature feature called Alligator, uh, and it's the same setup kind of as Jaws, but it's it's about an alligator. A little baby alligator is flushed down the toilet and grows up to be this huge killer alligator in the sewers, and. Gotta be better than Blood Surf. Oh, it's it's it is great. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, okay, next up is a personal favorite of mine: Cannibal Holocaust from Rogero Diodato, mm. the first first found footage movie. Um, that was from 1980, and they, in my opinion, Blair Witch Project got a lot of their ideas from Cannibal Holocaust. Yep, I've um, seen it. Yeah. Uh, next up is Lucio Fulci's City of the Walking Dead, also known as Gates of Hell. One of Fulci's very, very, very best movies. Uh, probably my top three from Lucio Fulci. Is that the same as City of the Living Dead? Uh, possibly. I yes. have City of the Living Dead, okay. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, I made a note on that. That would be an honorable mention for me. I, I enjoyed okay. the movie, but I wasn't like, holy crap, get a suit. Anyway. Yep. Uh, next up is, of course, this one here is, I'm guessing, probably the number one on your list. Or number two, maybe. Is Carpenter's The Fog. Um... Well, I have City of the Living Dead first, but because the, they're alphabetical, but The Fog yeah. would, would be... That's a 10 for me. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, that is one of John Carpenter's very, very best movies. Every time I watch it, I think it climbs on my best of John Carpenter movies. It's so um, great. It's so, so good. I mean, great. I mean, seriously, other than other than The Thing, uh, it's... I you like know, it every time than... I think that I'm sure The Thing is the, is the best movie that he's made, I rewatch The Fog, and then I go, oh, man, there's no way that... That anything I know. beats that, and then I watch <laughs> the thing again, and I go, "Boy, that's right." Out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something about the fog is the atmosphere in that movie is so perfect. Everything like the planets aligned on that movie to where the atmosphere, the acting, the storyline, the end, everything about it just works great. And it's an early '80s horror movie. And the Love internet's it. screaming at us right now, going, "How can you say any movie is better than Carpenter's Halloween?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Next up. Uh, Sean Cunningham's Friday the 13th, the original. Uh, Check. Huge thumbs up. Love that movie. And um, you know what Friday the 13th is, and it's great. And Tom Savini's effects work was fantastic. Since we've been working backwards, you've been mentioning all the Friday the 13th movies, and I've been going, eh, thumbs down, thumbs down. Well, now we're getting to the ones that I like. Friday the 13th, the first one, the second one. Yeah. Big thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, Next up for me is Dario Argento's Inferno. I, have, Which I, is, I recognize that I haven't seen it. It's still on oh, my stack. Part two of Suspiria, basically in a roundabout sort of weird way. It's his uh, uh, three three mothers trilogy, and that's part two. It's dealing with witchcraft and stuff. Uh, Inferno is really good. Not as good as Suspiria, but it's really really good. Uh, next up is Mario Bava's Macabre. Uh, I thought that that was very very cool. You got to see that movie. Uh, just yeah, I haven't um, seen it. Next up is Maniac. Check. Yep. That thing is crazy and gory and just nasty. And it's Yes, it is. That movie just makes you want to shower when it's done because it's so... Oh, Tom Savini's effects are so brutal. And it's 
such a sick, mean-spirited movie. It's not like a typical slasher movie. One of the so. gems of my collection, the Anchor Bay 10 of Maniac. That's right, yep. <laughs> uh, the Shining, of course, is my favorite movie of all time right there with 2001. So, yep. Uh, I have it tattooed on my arm. That's how much I like it. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Terror Train. I'm almost done. Uh, Terror Train is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis writing the, the popularity of ha- uh, Halloween. She did a uh, Canadian... A couple of Canadian slasher movies, Prom Night was one of them, and Terror Train was another one, and it's basically it's Halloween set on a train, and it's really really good. You've um, talked about it for years. I just uh, haven't seen it. I need to yeah. put that on the roulette next time we do a okay. Blu-ray or something because I okay. really want to watch that one. Yeah. Oh, you'll like it. It's it's one that I am confident that you will enjoy just because it's early '80s slasher. Jamie Lee Curtis is good. It's got all the, it does all the things that an '80s slasher movie should do. So, that's it for me for 80. Um, I have two more. Uh, one, uh, both kind of honorable mentions. One is New Year's Evil, mm-hmm. uh, which I quite enjoyed. As uh, That's my trifecta of awesome Halloween or uh, holiday-themed 80s slasher movies. Um, and, and the next one is Humanoids from the Deep. I'm surprised you didn't mention that one. Uh, I... I... I didn't because I there's so many movies and the next it's, couple of years there's a couple Corman movies in there that I I was I I have I have those ones coming up too but it's a yeah. Corman classic and I enjoyed it yeah. it's good yeah. okay that's all I have for eighty so we'll move on to eighty one okay uh, I'll hit on the highlights because I'm sure you have twice as many as I do oh this is ridiculous I looked yeah. over the list and <laughs> yeah you're oh. just gonna talk about that okay yeah real quick American Werewolf in London obviously yep. if you haven't seen that one you should um. The Burning, we talked about at length in one of our episodes. That was our one of our movies of the week yep. in one of our horror uh, October episodes. Uh, Evil Dead, obviously. Friday the 13th Part 2, which was mm-hmm. great. Uh, Halloween Part 2, also yep. very good. The Howling, yep. uh, we talked about just recently on Cinema Soft Underbelly and the Megapod, so I'll leave the, the details in uh, that episode. Go listen to that. Um, Galaxy of Terror, another Roger Corman movie. Love it. <laughs> it's so bad that it's entertaining. Watch it. Yep. Mystery Science Theater it. Uh, Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Again, I'm a sucker for the... And this would be an honorable mention because I have to admit it's a bad movie, but Sam Neill playing the devil. How can you not... Uh, the devil's son. Mm. How can you not want to see that? It's bad, but it was entertaining for what it was. And lastly, and possibly the... Well, not the best because the Burning Evil Dead are probably up there, but um, uh, the Beyond, and this would yeah. be. Forgive me if I Lucia Fulci. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm not a horror guru, <laughs> so I get my Italian directors from this era ma- mixed up: Argento and 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 yeah, and more. And more. Uh, but yeah, The Beyond is one of those films for me that you always say is a nightmare caught on film. And it's got yeah. its moments of cheese where I didn't really connect with it so much the first time, but in subsequent viewings, it just, that, that ending, oh, it just gets under my skin so bad. And yeah. that's that's after all the gore and the disgusting fake spiders and just yeah. the nonsense. There's so much nonsense in that movie. I, I always remember, too, that the one guy has a six-shooter revolver with infinite ammo. No, oh, yes. Blam, yeah. blam, 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 blam. I'm never reloading, but yeah. anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah but uh, that, that movie is truly a... 
even I think it's just the planets aligned on that thing, and even though some stuff is like what that doesn't make sense, but it, it works in a nightmare logic type of thing. Towards it's yeah. not, and I'm guessing they didn't film it like that. That that was their intention, but it works on film. It does, and that's one. one of my end of the world catalyst um, movies. You know, we have, like we talked about before with the darkness or all of these world ending movies. It's one of those where I, I assume this is what's going on in Italy when the world's ending, and then this yes. is what's going on in America, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, eighty one. Okay, for me, I have a couple more. Well, by a couple, a lot more. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lucia Fulci's Black Cat. Uh, which is a an Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe tale, and uh, he did that as a favor for the producer uh, of the movie, and it's it's a departure from his his stuff that he was doing back in that time. It's not really gory, but it's very it's well done, and if you like that story, you'll probably like the movie. Uh, very atmospheric. I liked it. Um, next up is Umberto Lenzi's Cannibal Ferox. Uh, it's one of my all time favorite cannibal movies. It's cheesy, it's gory, and I love that movie. I've seen that thing infinite number of times. Um, I I've have, seen I, it, I didn't add it. That's yeah. all you need to <laughs> Yep. Uh, next up is a TV movie that I've hit on on my show already called Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Uh, Larry Drake is the main star of that movie, and that is a gem in the rough. Great movie. Um, very creepy, and it has it, it's almost like uh, Steven Spielberg's duel in that it's it it goes beyond TV movie. This should have got a theatrical release. It's that good. Uh, and it feels like that. It doesn't feel like a TV movie. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is a movie called Dead and Buried. And I believe that Dan O'Bannon directed that of Alien. Mm. Writer, writer of Alien. Uh, Stan Winston, that was the first movie that he did special effects on. Dead and Buried. And I believe so. And that was a the storyline is it, it's so you it's so up your alley. Really? Um, because I, oh, I've yeah. seen that on uh, uh, some lists before, and I've just never got around to watching it. Oh, I did, it's cool. I didn't think it looked that good, but if you're oh, if it's, it's Dan O'Bannon, you're telling me it's me. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's it's you. It's uh, more try to figure out what's going on, and just it has that cool early '80s feel, and it's just a, it's a solid solid fantasy horror movie, I guess. So, there you okay. go. Um, I I hesitate to, to bring... This is an, uh, an honorable mention because I really enjoyed this. I know you didn't as much, and that would be Evil Speak. We talked about that previously. I thought, about, I thought about adding that to the list, but I was like, eh. Yeah. It, it, yeah it's, it's an it's, honorable it's mention. It's worth a watch. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, next up is Toby Hooper's Fun House. That's his uh, creature feature. I thought that was really good. Again, the more I think about it, the more Toby Hooper actually has a nice body of work from the 70s and into the early 80s. And it's just after after Life Force and Texas Chainsaw 2, things start to fall drastically for that guy. But having said that, there is some gems there. And Ghost House, or Ghost House, uh, Fun House is one of them. It so. is funny to uh, hear how you've come around on him quite a bit. And we, because we've both... Just looking back on how we both made fun of him over the years, like, oh, that guy's made one and a half good movies, ha ha ha. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was because we bought uh, some movie about. You remember the movie about the alligator that he directed? It was a total piece of crap. I, like, and we were like, oh, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy, so we should. Oh, yeah, this would be awesome. Yes. And we wa- It was. Do you remember what it was called? No, I, I don't do, even I remember know what it was called. It was but we both horrible. We both watched it. it. Was horrible, and we just wrote him off. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then it's so, like, oh, Life Force. Oh, actually, this. Actually, yeah, oh. he did have a lot of have some good movies. Yeah. So uh, another good. one is uh, called Ghost Story, and this is more of a drama than anything, but it's a very very well made movie. It's a period piece type thing. Um, I don't want to try and pull up the information on it, uh, but it's really good. Uh, you should check it out. It's just it's a good solid drama with supernatural undertones. Mm. Um, and then there's a slasher movie called Graduation Day that I just talked about on my show, mm. and I thought that was I love I love those early '80s slasher movies that hit all the right notes. And Graduation Day is another one that hits all the right notes. Um, good movie. And an, another slasher movie, Happy Birthday to Me. Uh, that one there has a that one there has a really good twist in it to make it uh, sets itself apart a little bit from some of the other ones. Like Graduation Day, it just plays it straightforward. It's like okay, there, here we go. Yeah, it's a slasher movie. Uh, Happy Birthday to Me tries to do something a little bit different, and uh, that's why it gets mentioned on this list. Um, keeping on going here because I got I'm, I'm trying to wrap these up. That's fine. House, go ahead. House by the Cemetery, Lucio Fulci, uh, another one of his uh, doom and gloom, early 80s uh, movies. I start to get all of his confused, because it's City of the Living Dead, and House by the Cemetery, and Walking Dead by the Cemetery, and Evil Cemetery Dead by the Walking <laughs> House. <laughs> you know what I mean? It start, they start to blend together. Uh, have I seen that one? Do you know? Did you give me that one? I don't think one? so. This one here has got uh, the family that moved. This is his, this is Fulci's The Shining. Oh, really? So he's he's trying to rip off The Shining. It doesn't work, trust me, at all. <laughs> um, but it's it's great fun. Uh, it's this house that is haunted by the this guy that killed his family, and he's a cannibal zombie, and he lives in the basement. And bad Italian actors get killed, and it's great. <laughs> You'll have that. Yeah. So um, okay, next up is My Bloody Valentine, the original My Bloody Valentine. I haven't Canada. seen that one. I only watched oh. the, the, remake. the remake. Yeah. That was the one uh, down in the, the caves that was 3D, right? Yep. Okay. Yes, yep. The original for a long time, this was one of the most heavily butchered by the MPAA uh, slasher movies of all time. It was pretty much, it was one of the most violent and it was made one of the most, one of the most uh, neutered of any of those movies. And they the Blu-ray actually reincorporated shaky, um, not that great of footage, the quality wise, but they reinstated all the violence that was cut out of it. And it is, it's a rough, rough slasher movie. Uh, but it's a good movie. If you watch the remake, then you know what it's about. It's, it's, it follows a lot of the same beats. Okay. So, um, okay. Just a couple more. Next one is, uh, one call one from a director called Romano Scavolini and it's called nightmare. And it's another early eighties slasher movie. And this one here is similar to maniac with, um, it's just so dirty. Um, that's one of the very few movies that truly captures what it was like living in New York City. Uh, there, there's some New York City stuff in that movie, and it's just, it's like, oh, it's like crime everywhere, and it's just something about it just is really I know what you're cool. talking about. I get that feeling from uh, Taxi Driver and Maniac and, yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, two more and then I am done. <laughs> With 81. <laughs> yes, with 81. Uh, of course, we have to mention Piranha Part 2 from James Cameron, his first it, movie. No, I don't, because it's a terrible movie, and he got shafted uh, in that. The, yeah, you do got, know the story behind that. Oh, it was a big yes. scam. Okay, okay. Yes, I do. But um, I, I grew up watching Piranha. I watched Piranha 2 before I watched the first one. That was on late night TV, and I snuck 
the VCR. I snuck uh, VHS. I recorded it, and I watched that thing over and over and over. Edited, heavily edited, and I'm like, "Flying killer fish! This is so great." <laughs> um, so I, it's probably more of a nostalgia thing for me, but uh, it's there on my list. Okay. Fair and last but, last but not least is a movie called The Prowler. Uh, more, another Tom Savini special effects movie. Uh, I It's about a Vietnam vet that comes back uh, to get revenge because his girl left him or something or other, and he kills people, and it's a slasher movie, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Any more for 81? Oh, no, I'm done. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. Okay, I'll take yes. over 82 for at okay. least uh, half a dozen picks here. Um, okay 1982 first up I have Amityville 2 The Possession which is a very different film from the first one and again I gotta point you back to that how is that movie pod you need to listen to that it's a good 30 minute dissection on the whole uh, series Uh, they talk about the the change in direction and everything it was very very interesting but it was still worth a watch. It's still a very creepy movie. Something about that series creeps me out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next, I have Creep Show. Obviously, oh, of course. Yep. love those. Those are. Are there any better anthology movies than the Creep Show one and two? And I know that it gets divisive on some of those, but I don't know. I I, I mean, springs to mind. I still think that's they're, they're the best horror compilation. Yeah, I think that VHS one and two are right up there. Yeah, um, that's, yeah something... I forgot about those. Something about, yeah, Creepshow 1 and 2, and Creepshow 2 gets dumped on a lot, but I think the Creepshow 2 kicks ass. I do, too. Um, okay, next we have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It made oh, my yeah. list, which should make you happy. I'm sure you It does. That. Yes, that makes me happy. <laughs> um, Friday the 13th, Part 3. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, is this where Jason gets his mask? That's the Jason mask one, yep. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that my... Horror knowledge, since I'm a horror guru, I want to make sure that I get my facts right. Yes. Yep, that's the one. Uh, next we have Pieces, which I knew you would love oh. and add. <laughs> yep, and thank you so much for including that, because that no is problem. one of my favorite slasher movies. I know, you love it. It's great. I, I enjoyed it. Not, a, I think you love it a lot more than me, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, Poltergeist. Of course, yep. Obviously. Toby Hooper. Yep. yep, Toby Hooper again. And another arguable... Uh, is this the best movie John Carpenter's ever made? The Thing. Yes. Fantastic. Just fantastic. This whole this whole series that we're doing, it's just so full of awesome horror. Yes, and it is. The Agreed. Thing and The Fog in the same list. It's beautiful. That's yes. all I have for 82. That's a, yeah, you covered some of my most memorable ones right there. I, I wanted to just mention uh, Amityville 2, The Possession. I think that movie is so hardcore. Uh, I think it's even more... I liked it better than the first one, and it is so nasty because it's the backstory to why this house is haunted and possessed. And uh, oh man, that movie is just unsettling. Uh, I do think it's funny that um, the director, his name is uh, Damiano Damiani. <laughs> so, so there's that. Just so just so you know, that's that's the uh, director's name, Damiano. Right. Dam- yeah, um, and he he was involved with. Uh, Piranha Part 2. I believe that he may have been the guy that fired James Cameron. Oh, that's nice. Scumbag so, move to do yeah, that. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and pieces. I could spend an entire episode talking about my love of that movie. But let's go with the last ones here that, that you didn't touch on. Uh, Beast Within uh, is a creature feature starring Ronnie Cox. 
uh, <laughs> cool movie. It's, uh, yeah, Ronnie Cox and his wife are on vacation, and the wife gets raped by this mutant creature thing, and she has a kid, a baby, and 18 years later, the kid goes back to town to find out his origin, whatever, and starts to turn into a monster, and it is great. <laughs> it sounds like a classic of cinema history. Oh, it's great. Um, and then Roger Corman's Forbidden World. I love, love, this is probably my favorite Roger Corman movie. Um, um, I, that would be an oversight for me. I would have added that. Yeah, but, that's, you that's... Know, breezing down the list, Forbidden, you know, it's kind of generic yeah, title. Yeah. Usually it's got, uh, more Corman-esque titles. Galaxy of Terror. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and this one here, uh, Forbidden World is the one that, uh, that is the bad actor is stuck in this cheesy looking laboratory and there's this big thing type creature. So it's a Corman a, movie. <laughs> yes, so it's a Corman movie. Lots of soft core sex and uh, for no reason and it's hilarious. So, uh, okay, another Lucio Fulci movie, of course. Uh, New York Ripper. This is his slasher movie. Yes. Um, I, it's, it's a Lucio Fulci movie and it's a slasher movie so you know what to expect. Um... Um, and then another slasher movie called uh, Slumber Party Massacre. It's... I haven't seen that one, but it, I'll tell you, it's one that I, at our local uh, video store, I always spend a little more time looking at that cover when, when oh, mom Oh, that cover was looking. great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The drill girls hanging in, between the, yeah. A drill guitar and girls in their panties. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it, you got, you have to love that era and that that genre of movie to appreciate something because it's Slumber Party Massacre is a bad movie, but I, I really, really like it because it, it's, this is my time. This is when I, these are the movies that I loved growing up. Um, right. and then the last one is, uh, Dario Argento's, uh, Tenebrae, which is like my favorite Jalo movie from Dario Argento. I terrible, love the, terrible I love movie. the twist. Oh, and I, it's one of my favorites, <laughs> if not my favorite movie from him. Uh, no, I actually very much enjoyed watching this movie, but it was because I was mystery science theatering it the whole time because it is just so full of mistakes and errors and continuity messes and it's incomprehensible and I oh, had I so much it. fun ripping that movie to death. I actually had a lot of fun watching that movie because there was it was so easy to make fun of it. But and I know, course, I know, I know, I know you, you and a lot of people really love it, and that's fine. I, I you know, I'm hit or miss on the Italian side of it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Okay, is that all for eighty two? That's that's surprisingly it. Then I could have spent more time, but I'm yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, eighty three. I again, I have half a dozen of them. Okay, um, Christine, which yep. I have not seen probably in twenty years, but I remember liking very much, and I need to see that again. Um, the Keep, which is one that I just watched not yep. too long ago. Uh, Michael Mann directed that movie, and a couple of actors in that would make my actor should be in every movie list. Um, it's very 80s, but it employs a lot of those early 80s special effects that I love. Yeah. Stuff that you can tell is just not real special effects. The, the lightning, uh, yeah. I, it's hard to describe because I'm not sure how they do it exactly, but I love those kinds of effects because those were my wheelhouse, early 80s. Yeah. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, obviously. Obviously, yeah. One of the top three slashers of all time. The greatest yeah. twist ending ever. Um, yes. And this one I didn't really consider a horror movie um, until I came across the, the list, and then I thought, you know what, that's that, that's got enough horror elements in it that I'll, I'll 
call it a horror movie, and that's Videodrome. David Cronenberg. Yep. Got that one, too. Um, uh, next, I have Extro, which is a very weird, bizarro movie, but I I like it. I liked it. Yeah. It was crazy and insane and gory and weird, and it worked for me. And lastly, I have Jaws 3. Jaws 3D. I almost put that on there. Almost I, did. I have to put it on there because in discussing Jaws with Addison, um, because we made a deal that when she turns 10, she gets to watch Jaws. A deal two years ago that I thought she'd forget. She didn't forget. She keeps reminding me, now that I'm 10, I can watch Jaws. It's okay for me to watch Jaws because it's PG, right? Oh. Yeah. That's so a I had tough to ex- PG, yeah. I had to explain <laughs> the rating system to her. And then I was thinking about it. Well, when did I watch Jaws? How old was I? How old were you? My parents were pretty restrictive on a lot of things, especially horror-related. And then it occurred to me that I think the first Jaws movie that I saw was Jaws 3. I'm pretty sure. On TV, obviously heavily edited, and I was probably 8 or 10 at the time when I saw it. Um so I didn't notice all of the incredibly horrible effects oh. and, and uh, so many things that many, like uh, John, he's been on the show before. Um, he rips that movie. He Jaws is his favorite movie of all time. And he rips Jaws three mercilessly. And I could never understand why. And then I went back and watched it and realized that most of my love for that movie is nostalgia because yeah. there's the uh, figurine swimming at the glass and its fins aren't moving and it's the worst effect you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> There's a lot to dislike about that movie, but I love Dennis Quaid, so it's easy yep. for me to forgive it. And Louis Gossett Jr. And that scene through the glass at the end, even though the effects are really bad, you know, you look at it through the prism of an eight or ten year old who doesn't pay attention to those kinds of details. You know, it was very, very terrifying, even yeah. for t- TV. Um, so I had have to throw it on the list because it, it scared the crap out of me, and I, that's what got me into loving Jaws. Um, but that's yeah. that was that was an age versus release kind of situation. Yeah. And I think a lot of these movies are like, oh sure, I mean, fond if, memories. If, you know, if you're if if I had been 15 and I watched Jaws three, I probably would have hated it. But yeah. I was young enough that I didn't look at a lot of its flaws, or didn't notice. Anyway, so 1983, what do you have? The only one that I that I had that you did not, and this is this is definitely an honorable mention, uh, this, again, because of my love of slasher movies, and that's House on Sorority Row, the original. This is, this is the original, the remake was Sorority Row, but it's, it's, again, it's another one of those slasher movies that follows all of the... Uh, the, the, the template is there, and if you like that type of movie, you're going to like this movie. It's it's one of those. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, that's going to wrap up our Best of Horror segment from 79 to 1983. Now, we're going to do another very short segment on our Best of Horror pre-1974. And as I was doing research for this segment, um, I, I just stopped. I just stopped because it was like, there's too much to go over. There's too many movies that I haven't seen that I want to see. I just don't have access to. Uh, So I just started writing down uh, categories and directors. And I'm just going to do a brief overview. You might not even have anything to add by the time I'm done. But we're not going to spend too much time on this. And maybe by next year we'll spend a lot more time on it. But um, the Universal Monsters series, this is the Frankenstein, Dracula's, 
uh, Wolfman's, the uh, the multiple sequels. These are I've only seen a, a couple of them. They're all worth watching from what I've seen. They're great classic horror monster movies. Um, the films of William Castle, George Romero, Lucio Fulci, Dario Argento, Mario Bava. They all have this is in their wheelhouse. This is where they they these are the masters of this um, time frame. In my opinion, from what I saw, there's a lot I haven't seen here, but these are the ones where I was like, I recognize these guys, recognize these movies. I haven't seen them. Everybody talks about them. I need to get on it. And everything else is mystery science theater. (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of mystery science theater in this group as well. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes they rip on movies that are actually good, but you have to, you have to look at them in their time frame. And a lot of, uh, this is the time frame for a lot of those movies where you look at them now and you go, this is bad, this is bad, but that's a jaded perspective seeing what's to come. At the time, these movies would have scared the crap out of you. And so I like to, you know, sometimes I see a mystery science theater and it's funny when they make fun of the movie, but at the same time I'm enjoying the movie because it's just, it's just old doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Anything yep, to add for this segment? Um, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something kind of similar to what you did, but I'm just going to go down and I'm not going to even hit on any of these movies. I'm going to just literally read the titles of the movies so that any listener out there, if there's one that like, ooh, that, okay, I want to quick jot that down. You have you have the title of the movie. So these are all pre-74. So these are from, uh, I don't know if there's any, there, there's a few from the 50s, but most of these are going to be from the 60s and then a couple early 70s. So I'm just going to go down through the list real quick. Night of the Living Dead, The Exorcist, Black Sunday, Horror Express, Taste the Blood of Dracula, Brides of Dracula, Dracula Prince of Darkness, Tales from the Crypt, Black Sabbath, Psycho, Plague of the Zombies, The Devil Rides Out, The Mummy, just to clarify, The Mummy is, I'm talking about the Hammer version, The Mummy's Shroud, uh, Evil of Frankenstein, any, actually, any of the, of the monster movies are, are Hammer movies, guaranteed. Uh, Quatermass in the Pit. Lizard in a Woman's Skin. Don't Torture a Duckling. Asylum. Last House on the Left. A, 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 Abominable Dr. Fibes. Cat O Nine Tales. Twins of Evil and Vampire Circus. And then I stopped. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. All of the, uh, the majority of those, I, I was like, oh boy, we are missing so many. But that's all yes. right. We'll save it for next year. We have plenty yes. of time. Okay, that's going to wrap up our Best of Horror segment pre-1974, and eventually I'll compile all of these into uh, one special edition pod that will have them all in order, because I know we did this really backwards in a wonky way, and that's Missy's fault, by the way. We're going to blame our listener for that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. I think it made it more interesting that way, as opposed to just going... In today's episode, we'll be covering 1970 yeah. to 1975 yeah. and go through the order because everybody would know it's coming. Yeah. So thank you, Missy. And it's your fault. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Recently Watched. Um, and I have a freaking pile, and we're already to an hour. So I know. Um, I think, oh boy, I kind of want to hit on all these because I'm in a real horror or a movie tear right now, and I'm just watching stuff like crazy. Yeah, I've got a bunch too. So, yeah. Okay. Well, screw it. Let's go. Okay. Okay. First up, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little trifecta of TV. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on them. I'll just 
real quick, uh, in my wildest series that I've been watching, which is, these are, uh, um, man, I need to think of a way to describe these. This is uh, People, Animals, um, Nature documentaries series. Uh, the last one I watched is Wildest Latin America. Very good. Awesome watch. Totally awesome. This whole series is like a direct-to-video version of Planet Earth. Doesn't have the budget, but makes up for it in the visual. I mean, it, it, it has a lot of passion. Works very hard for what it's trying to do. You should definitely check it out. Uh, Sons of Anarchy Season 6, which uh, I also... Game of Thrones Season 3. I'm tired of seeing these enders that are so depressing. Let's go, you know, it's like I'm ready for the right people to get killed and the wrong people to be punished for it. But whatever, I'm still hanging yeah. in with the show. The Most of the show isn't that depressing, but those season enders, they really like to punch you in the throat. Um, and lastly for my little TV segment here, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Season 9. It pisses me off that you're not watching this show. This is the funniest <laughs> show. Every episode, I'm like, Eugene would love this. This is like a live-action family guy. Ten, it is that funny. You would love it. I'm not kidding. Two episodes, you would be completely hooked. But I know uh. you, and your little OCD, you are like, I gotta watch all of it. And it's you need to temper it. Just watch an episode a day. You would love this. Absolutely love it. And it's. I'm watching a lot of comedy stuff right now. And I'm not recommending any of it to you. This is the yeah. only one. This is the only one where I'm like, you got to watch this show. Ah. And, and I know you don't like to hear that, but the episodes are very short because it started off um, on like FX, I think. I, I, and so cutting out commercials on a half hour show, it's only 18, 20 minutes. I, the, every episode is very short, but it's they're so good. They're so funny. They're so filthy. I can't believe that this show is on even cable. Even, like, the first-tier cable. Like, it's HBO funny. Ooh. And okay. I can't get you to watch it. One of the, it's, uh, I'll, I'll, I need to find somebody on the internet to recommend it to you so you'll start watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's so good, and it's so up your alley. It's so wrong. Every episode, from the, from the, uh, the pilot episode through season nine, I, I'm like... I can't believe this show is on the air. I can't believe I just watched that many jokes about abortion. I can't many... Oh. I, I, it's, it's every episode, you're cringing. It, like Bad Santa, it, every yeah. episode. It's just, oh, I can't believe I just watched that. That's so funny. Next. And I still haven't, wa I still haven't watched Archer yet either. So there's just tons oh, of stuff. Oh, you need to, you need to. It's so filthy. But, that, but that's animated. So it, it, you feel like they can get away with a little bit more. Mm -hmm. This is live action. And they're, they're, I'm not kidding, dude. Every season I'm going, I, I cannot believe that somebody said that. Like, even in joking, somebody said that, somebody recorded it, and they broadcast it to the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> in private, a lot of us make those kinds of jokes, but we would never do that when something's recording us. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. At any rate, sometimes. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a great show for a capper on a night when you've watched The Exorcist or something and you want to go to bed. Or okay, something where gotcha. you feel you need cleansed. Pop on an episode yeah. of It's Always Sunny because it is okay. so damn funny. Well, tonight might be one of those nights because just before we started this show, I watched uh, a movie that, that I feel... It's another one of those where it's like, okay, I feel gross now. <laughs> but uh, 
And it's you're gonna laugh when I say it, but yeah, I watched the, I watched the Evil Dead remake again. Oh my god, dude, that's like six times this year. Yeah, I, it's like every couple months, I'm like, I have to watch that movie again. I I love that movie. It is I, everything about horror. Everything everything that I like about horror is in that movie, pretty much. I haven't seen it since the theater. Oh, you're missing out. It's so no, it's, good. I'm not. I, I remember it. It's great. I'm gonna as soon as I find a cheap Blu-ray, it's going on the shelf. I just I'm not yeah. gung ho to see it. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like like I'm alone right now in the, in the house. Wife and kids are at her mom's overnight, and even even now watching, I'm like I just kind of have to look over my shoulder. Like, is there anybody in this house watching this? Because I feel horrible watching this. Oh, let me prescribe <laughs> to you three episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You will go to bed with a shit eating grin on your face. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all it will take for you to be completely hooked. But it's not a story series. You don't have to watch... You don't have to plow through it like crazy, okay? Just yeah. just take yeah, it like your little comedy vitamins every now and then. Yeah, because How I Met Your Mother, oh, that, that turned from funny Listen, to grueling I, fast. I just finished season nine. It does not do that. It does not oh. do that. Trust me. Doesn't get serious and drama and crying and oh. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh God, no! You, I'm not kidding, dude. I've watched nine seasons, and the whole time I'm, it almost makes me mad because I'm going. Eugene would love this, and I can't get him to watch it because he hates TV, and it's understandable. <laughs> and I, you, I know how much you hate TV, so you should take that recommendation to heart that you would love this. Yeah, I know. Okay, enough about that. Let's yeah. move on. Um, I want to cut. I want to touch on a couple of uh, documentaries that I watched. Um. First off, I watched a documentary called Please Subscribe about YouTubers and how they make mm. a living on YouTube since its birth. You should definitely check this out. It's a good documentary. Good, not great. But I was it, good in the background and entertaining to find out how these people on YouTube, which we are, this is Movie Freaks is yeah. on YouTube right now, which was one of my goals. I want to keep up, even when we move to iTunes, I'm going to keep up with the YouTube page. Um because I enjoy that community so much and the ease of use that that yeah. site has. But it's a very interesting doc. I, I didn't recognize a single person in this documentary. And apparently they're all legendary, what do they call them, vloggers, video bloggers uh, that people follow like crazy. But they, hey, they make a living off being on YouTube. You can't say wow. that much about you, uh, uh, a lot of people on iTunes. Yeah. Um, so that again, good, not great. And next, damn nation. Separating okay. those two words, it's actually it looks like damn nation, but it's damn nation. Uh, it's about the dams uh, in the United States um, and the damage that they're causing, uh, especially the useless dams. There are so many useless dams in this country that need taken down. There are groups out there trying to get them taken down. This is one of the best documentaries I've watched. In uh, it's it's fantastic. It's absolutely okay. fantastic. Must watch. You would love it. My dad. My dad. You know my dad. My dad texted yeah. me tonight because I recommended it to him. He watched it and and he said amazing and great movie. Wow. And some of these dams need to be taken down. My dad said that um, because there's it's kind of a left wing right wing thing. There's a lot of government people wanting to keep their jobs and uh, by being relevant and keeping putting these dams up when in actuality they don't we don't need to have so many dams. That's a, 
antiquated theory, um, and I, I, it, you just you got to watch it. I'm not humongous left wing ecological guy. Uh, have I think what's good for the environment tends to be good for us. It, it, it doesn't seem to me to be a political issue. It's a <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, dickhead! What's good for the environment is good for humans because we exist in the environment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, therefore. Duh! It's not politics. Watch it. Yeah, must watch. They did a very good job of balancing out um, this side and that side, even if that side is uh, mentally unstable. Uh, and they don't, you know, push uh, an agenda one way or the other. Actually, John Gross recommended this movie to me. Um, oh, and because he's a he's a fisherman, I told him I I demanded that he write a review for the Facebook page. <laughs> I haven't got it yet. Oh. But, uh, a lot to do with fish traveling upstream. They can't get upstream. Uh, they also use these dams to create uh, waterways and hatcheries where they put their clone fish out there that aren't edible and mate with the natural fish and screw up the whole ecology of the of the of our whole environment. It's it was just mind boggling. You 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 want to go out and create some civil disobedience after watching <laughs> this movie. But it was um, very low budget. Uh, they, I don't think they had a big budget, but they had very good cameras. And the most important thing, they knew they had the eye to shoot with those cameras because this is one of the best shot documentaries on nature I've seen in years. It's fantastic, dude. you got to watch this movie. I'm telling you. Yep. You that's would love gonna, it. You would absolutely yeah, oh, I know. love it. Yeah, that's one on the very short list of coming soon from me. It's one I'm going to hopefully watch within the next week or so. Um uh, actually, once I get done with all the, the hours and hours of special features on Desolation of Smog, then I want to get into the Netflix stuff and you know the the uh, um, the roulette movie, and then that's that's right after that as is I want to watch that one. So hopefully good because I want to hear by. back from you on that one. You, I'm telling you that that's the, one of the easiest recommendations for you I've had in a while. It's uh, it was so good. Like it it was so good actually that I was thinking about watching it again. <laughs> I just watched. It's a documentary. I, I can't. Yeah. I honestly can't wait to watch it again. If wow. I come across that thing on Blu-ray, it's mine. I loved wow. it. Wow, cool. All right. Um, well, I'm just gonna because I know that we're maybe we're far past time. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna save movie. the rest of mine for the next pod. So whatever okay. you got, we'll we'll just wrap okay. it up after that. I'll hit on one other movie, uh, and this is a newer release movie from New Zealand, and it's called Housebound. And uh, it's about no one that you've ever heard of is in the movie, to my knowledge. Uh, it's about this this girl that commits a petty crime and she gets sentenced to house arrest in her house with her kind of weird, kind of strange mom and her mom's uh, boyfriend. And there's strange noises in the house. Is it a ghost? Is it something else? What's going on? And it's 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 a horror movie, kind of, but it's 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 kind of funny too. But it's I think it's your kind of funny, subtle funny. It's not wacky, weird, funny. It's more like, um, just in the writing. Like mm-hmm. it's it's, I, it's hard for me to describe without giving too much of it away. Okay, um, I'll but give it. A, just, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, did and you, it's not on Netflix. Did you? Oh, like yeah, it? I I gave it three and a half out of five. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that uh, other than it, it got a little bit slow in the middle, but uh, it the end uh, where they went with the movie was very impressive and just. I'm like, this is a very well, well, the script is what made it. It's, I'm like, this has got a good script and a unique 
story. It's it's I, I hesitate to say horror, but it's kind of horror, kind of suspense, some witty humor thrown in there. So it's like it's not a comedy, but there's witty humor. It's just a really it's just a good movie. Um, okay. I just, they could have tightened it up just a bit, but other than that, when it was all said and done, I'm like I laughed a couple times, like hearty laughs a couple times, and there was a couple good freakouts, and I liked the story. I liked where it went. And it was a good movie. And I, I wish I could say more, but to give more of it away would be a disservice to the movie because it's one of those where the less you know, the better, and it makes it all the all the more fun. So got it. I'll add I, it to my I'll, list of movies yeah. to keep an eye out for. Um, yeah, I probably won't go rent it because there's Netflix has been knocking it out of the park lately. I've got so much I want to watch on there, but I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, and I'm just impressed. And the reason I, the reason that I watched it because was the reviews were really good. I'm like, oh, okay, I should check this thing out. And uh, I just got done watching Desolation of Smog, and that was obviously from New Zealand. And so, you know, I always, I'm a sucker for, for if I am if I get on a kick, it's like, ooh, New Zealand's awesome. And then I'm like, ooh, another New Zealand movie, let's watch that. And uh, so, anyway. They are. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have anything else to add for this episode? That's it. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. I have some uh, and five more reviews that I want to get to. Uh, everything from Prometheus to Sabotage, uh, a movie with Scott Atkins fighting a giant monster, and Mystery Science Theater. But we'll save those for another time down the road. And next episode, we're also going to be talking about, we're going to debut our Christmas season time for movies. Um are they Christmas movies? Are they not? While they happen on Christmas Day, I think they count. Anything yep. and everything. Uh, we will be getting to that all through the month of December. And until then, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. We obviously on our youtube.com backslash moviefreakspodshow. Please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks on iTunes, as well as Cinema Soft Underbelly. Who has been? You've been making some great shows lately, sir. I've been very oh, much thank enjoying you. those. Thank you. Uh, so definitely go check those out. Um, until then, till next time. I'm Eric Warner, and I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye.